Greetings, you are falling down the cosmic rabbit hole with yours truly, Monica, intergalactic host to the stars. Stellar, you made it here today. As we spiral and hurtle through the universe with one another, I thought it would be fun to discuss something extraordinary, to ask one of humanity's biggest questions. Where the fuck are the aliens? If this is your first time here with me, welcome. All things interesting and far out are found here. You can follow me along this journey daily on my various platforms such as TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Links below. Let's get into it. If you've journeyed with me on any of my socials, then you may know the topic of aliens is kind of my thing. I have always been looking up, always been curious, and I've spiraled many a time throughout my years, all the way to this very moment I'm spending with you. I simply look around at all of this life, all of these creations, and all of the tangible, visible things that make up our own planet, and that confirms it for me. What might we not see? There is an astounding number of plants, animals, and within the ocean, to its source in the skies, there's massive and small trees, microscopic sized bacteria, conditions that hosted this pale blue dot we call home, and then there is us, humanity, the aliens to the aliens. With such an abundance of life, resilient, determined, new discoveries and old ones, a consistent survival throughout the millennia, we are nestled towards the top of the food chain here on Earth, looking down at it all, but not all look up enough. I think this may bring on an existential crisis, hopefully you're used to it by now. I think it would be a bit of a culture shock probably, one that is sure to boast humility and fear of the cosmic unknown. What if there are aliens? Where are they? Are they evil or good? What would those words even look like to them, evil or good? I wonder the same. If I may be frank, I can assume the deep root of worry rests on if such beings would do to us what we've done to one another. If we would be seen as livestock, equal to them, or an enemy. Don't get me wrong, these are super valid concerns. So, let's first go into a proposed arrangement on the types of civilizations and suggested capabilities of them. It is time to spiral with the Kardashev scale. In type 1 civilizations of this scale, it would suggest that the planet capabilities would be on the level to harness its energy completely from a neighboring star, with the ability to gather and store the energy to meet the needs of the entire planet. Even on basic levels with this rank, you'd have the ability to manipulate weather. Yes, weather, aka natural forces such as volcanoes, earthquakes, and more. Of course, on this scale, Earth comes at a humble type zero, but we'll get there someday. In a type two civilization, it's getting good now, this one goes into my beloved work of sci-fi, a mechanism which would encapsulate the sun. Yeah, a civilization with the ability to capture a star. This is called a Dyson Sphere, a device to harness the power of an entire sun for the purposes of transforming it that starlight into energy. The details are a bit out of my realm of expertise and understanding, but it would go into fusion and mechanics, need a reactor very Iron Man-esque. The ability to create such an object is something of the future for us and possibly the now across the cosmos. 
in a type 3 civilization, we're furthering our descent into the sci-fi and the far out as the stage and evolution for a species of this caliber would be the evolvement of cool cyborgs, half human, half robot, with more than enough know-how to colonize the cosmos. Almost kind of like Cyberman vibes for any of the fellow Whovians listening right now. Uh, Whovian as in Doctor Who, which is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. It's about an alien who travels all of time and space with a human companion. You already know that's my dream. (laughs) They could also, though, have the ability to create multiple of those Dyson Spears from the Type 2 civilization. And this would be for various star harnessing connections across the galaxy and a creation of networks to go back to their home planet or to multi-host planets. But there would be factors still uh, straining the laws of physics as we know it, but hey, we're not even a type one planet, so we'll stay in our lane. In the type civilization, both four and five, these ones are past the scope of the Kardashev scale altogether. Type three was as far as he would dare dream, but to quote from the great Buzz Lightyear to infinity and beyond, these civilizations would have a chokehold on the universe, so to speak. Energy harnessing all of the cosmos, doing the impossible laws of physics as if. They would quickly become a god-tier advanced race. The manipulation of space will be but child's play. Within their universe, many, many things are possible. If you've been interested in really being mind blown with these civilization class types, I've seen a suggestion type that goes all the way up to 20, which essentially is a god complex of beyond infinite astronomical proportions, levels where it's introduced that potentially is home to civilizations that can create simulations, can even multi-dimensional travel, and somehow even more. It's pretty incomprehensible, but I try to wrap my mind around it anyway and fall short every time. We must move on now though, dear listener, as we are floating through interstellar space with one another, we must discuss a paradox, the showstopper, the most outrageous possible thing that is surely to leave you in wonder. Well, maybe not all that, (laughs) but the Fermi paradox. This one is kind of scary and it kind of puts things into a realistic point of view. And it poses the question, Well, where is everyone? A question coined, captivated, and spiraled many before us, and I'm sure, probably, many after. With a huge amount of odds, probability out of this world, pun intended, all of the planets in the universe and habitable zones, why haven't we seen direct evidence? As Carl Sagan once said, though, an absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. I believe that we simply do not have the capability yet to detect such things, and even more so, who's to say any advanced life on other worlds we point towards is operating on the same frequencies that we ourselves are. I once read an absolutely fascinating book by Dolores Cannon called Keepers of the Garden, and in that, she's having a conversation with an alien. It's a whole thing, you have to check it out. It goes into like past life regressions and all of that stuff. It's super cool. Anyway. All in that talk, it's mentioned that the universe is teeming with life in our galaxy alone, but abilities to interact with one another are at respective levels that are just not possible with our current technological capabilities. It's like our technology is on par with cavemen in comparison. 
Not to mention the sheer distance it takes for transmissions to be received across interstellar space. Our very own Voyager spacecrafts were launched into the void in 1977 that holds a message, carrying images, music, and bits of Earth, and has hopes of reaching another star system in the tens of thousands of years from now. It took just over a decade for it to have even passed the planet Neptune in our own solar system. Space is super big and vast, so let's keep that in mind. Moving forward, let's look back. The show Ancient Aliens on the History Channel often goes into the possible influences of aliens visiting us in the past. It covers many happenings, depictions, and stories that are told all throughout history. I remember being enthralled with Egypt in particular. In the complexities of the hieroglyphics, there were depictions of some machinery and written words of extraordinary things, things beyond their time and beyond the world even as we know it today. Keep in mind what I referred to earlier in the episode, the varying class types of civilizations. At the age of our universe, galaxy, solar system, and planet itself, being one of a multiplicity and it's increasingly likely, in my opinion, that there are more things out there than we may ever understand, comprehend, or see with our own eyes. But if there was to be a vested interest in Earth, Let's say, for fun and for the spectacular, aliens did visit us once upon a mini time ago, helped us build those structures, gave knowledge of the stars, see the building and alignment of beyond the Great Pyramids and others found like it all over the world in remote regions, across just everywhere. In a time where there was no instant messaging or the technology that we possess now, in ancient times there are synchronicities and similarities and alignments that are just unexplainable. There is absolutely more. It's possibly stranger than you may think. So, in this line of reasoning, with the capability of going faster than light speed, which nothing of any known mass can, you could, in theory, let's say venture, let's hmm, maybe many light years away, point a giant telescope towards the Earth and see dinosaurs roaming the planet. If this isn't trippy enough, I would think all the time that it's taken from light to expand throughout the cosmos, visible, not just invisible, you can safely say that we are looking back in time. Should simple microscopic life began some billions of years ago on Earth, then as we search the cosmos with our capability and life comes into existence with some uniformity, let's just say on the timeline of planets being in this universe, then it may be safe to assume that we are not only seeing the past, not its present. Many stars and dots in the night sky even burned out very long ago. And when we see its creations, it's physically towards the end and the now. That is how long it takes light to reach us here on Earth, billions and billions of years. And with more discoveries every day, as space expands, grows, merges, births, and dies all at different rates and speeds, so do the minute sentient nature of us, universal evolution. Space is wildin'. <laughs> so, back to the old age question. 
and the loaded one. Are we alone? Could it be the largest, though, a universal one? Do you think that other civilizations just like us look up at their skies and have their own theories on creation, existence, and an alien existential crisis type vibe? I don't think we're alone. I think we're very far from it. Either way, it's spectacular and scary and worth asking, though we may never know for certain, even with proof that many will deny. I'd like to quote a favorite of mine, Neil deGrasse Tyson, once said in regards to life and probability and understanding, just because we find it hard in a laboratory to replicate, it doesn't mean that nature found it hard to do as well to prove. And the idea that it's hard for nature to do because we can't figure out how to prove it ourselves is an inexcusable expression of the human ego. As I've said many a time, as we know it is not all to be known. Stay curious, my friend. Famed astronomer Carl Sagan has some very wonderful takes on the universe that we were nestled inside of, and I would like to read just a few to you. Exploration is in our nature. We began as wanderers and we are wanderers still. We have lingered long enough on the shores of the cosmic ocean and we are ready at last to set sail for the stars. The size and the age of the cosmos are beyond ordinary human understanding. Lost somewhere between immensity and eternity is our planetary home. In a cosmic perspective, most human concerns seem insignificant, even petty. And yet our species is young and curious and brave and shows much promise. In the last few millennia, we have made the most astonishing and unexpected discoveries about the cosmos and our place within it. Explorations that are exhilarating to consider. They remind us that humans have evolved to wonder. That understanding is a joy. That knowledge is a prerequisite to survival. I believe our future depends on how well we know this cosmos in which we float like a moat of dust in the morning sky. That's beautiful. <laughs> and of course the famed, we are all star stuff. There is always so much more to get into, but for now I'll leave you with this. Keep an open mind and look up every now and then. You never know what incredible part of the universe wants to present itself to you. This podcast episode is brought to you by the contributors who have supported this from its beginning. Info below on how you can directly support me and my creations. You can find me at probablyinauFO.com, where on my link landing page you'll be transported to several different of my platforms, book recommendations on my Amazon storefront. I'm at Mons in Space on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Probs and UFO. I thank you all for listening. Next week's Sparrow, we will be discussing the simulation theory, and I am so ready to get into it. Have a stellar day and happy spiraling.